Hey, what's up, everyone? This is John Benamuto from Benamuto Attorneys at Law. This is Jenna Taskin from Bold NYC. And this is Startup Stories. And today we are talking to up-and-coming rapper Fuego Don. If you haven't heard of him yet, you will hear of him soon. He's going to shed some light on how music impacted his life and inspired him from a young age and how that passion for music has led him to incredible opportunities, including a show he's opening up for Little Mosey this March. right in. Um, I really want you to, you know, the people you're listening, they're either aspiring entrepreneurs, startups, <laughs> musicians, artists, um, you know, whatever their field is. And, you know, you're right in the midst of your journey right now. And I think that's so valuable for people to like hear your perspective of what it's been like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'd be so awesome if you just start us from the beginning. And I'm sure we'll interrupt you and ask questions. But, you know, what made you passionate about music? When did you first start? Dive right in. Um, beginning as in like my life or like music journey? Um, I would say both. Even like like when music started to when you started. So kind of how you got to where you are, yeah. right? Like the the journey. So music was always like a part of my life because my mom she would open up all the windows, all the doors, and blast reggae. And I, used <laughs> awesome. to, I used to dance around on her toes, and she'd stop, sweep up, mat vacuum, and stuff like that. Aww, so awesome. I was also always listening to reggae. I never really listened to rap. It was always reggae. So then like growing up. I split from my mother. I wasn't, like, at five years old, I wasn't with my grandfather. I wasn't with my mom anymore. So that was the only thing that I really, like, I could hold on to my mom with was reggae. So that's, <clears throat> whenever I, I had lost a song that she used to bump or, like, listen to all the time, and I found it when I was, like, 13, I cried. Because, like, that was the only thing that I really held on to my mom with. So then, like, fast forward to, like, middle school, my, I live with my grandfather, and he never used to really let me outside. So I had to figure out how to make, like, the best fun out of my, like, my four corners of my room. Yeah. So I would try to write. I would find all the music. I was, I was like, in love with Tyler, the creator, Kendrick Lamar, like, um, Versus Simmons, um, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown. Like, those were my biggest inspirations. Awesome. So I would draw. I used to love drawing. I used to love dancing. I never really, like, thought about doing music. So I used to draw and dance. I used to, I think I danced in, um, it's in Lakewood. It's some big venue but it was like 800 people there I danced in front of them like I, was, I wanted to be a dancer so I used to like sit in front of the TV watch Chris Brown dance and try to do all his dance moves and my grandma would be asleep on the couch because she came all the way from Tacoma Washington so she would sleep on the couch I thought she was asleep so then she had woke up and would like tell my grandfather like uh, he really wants to do that like she used to tell me she was watching whatever so then I would, I would just be bored I would draw and after like I didn't draw the same picture 20 times I would get tired of it so I started writing so, like, that's what I did in between my drawing was, like, write songs. Mm-hmm. So, my freshman year, like, it hit me that I wanted to do music, I guess. And I had told my ex-girlfriend. So, she had bought me, like, a $25 mic for my, my birthday. And I never got to use it. It was just stuck <laughs> on my bed for the longest collecting day. But then my brother, like, he saw me writing, so he asked me to rap for him. So, I had rap one thing, and then I had a whole, like, three composition notebooks. They were all filled up, like, front and back. He was like, yo, you, like you really want to do this? I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. So then he would always, like, gas me to my uncle, like, yo, come downstairs and rap for my uncle. Like, he believed in me so much. He went and got a job so that he could pay for my studio time. That's awesome. But he ended up getting arrested before any of that. Oh, no. So I had, that point we were in a foster home, both of us. So then we, I, when he went to jail, I went to another foster home. And then in that foster home, I ended up meeting, so she had three biological kids, and her oldest son ended up, like doing music so it just happened to be that he did music so he would like let me use his laptop when he went to work or school or whatever mm-hmm. and I would record on that but none of those songs ever dropped and then I had someone that was literally like 
six billion downs that did music, and he would let me come to his crib and work on music all the time. But we never dropped any of that music until like I moved back with my grandfather, which was like it was like junior year to senior year. <clears throat> so I moved back with my grandfather, and I'm like cleaning up the house, and I see a MacBook charger. And I'm like, you have to have a MacBook somewhere in here. Like you want to have a MacBook charger, you yeah. have a MacBook. So I had played it out for a minute. Like I kept cleaning the crib, trying to find the MacBook. I couldn't find it, so I was like, all right. Cast out the bag. You got a MacBook charger. I need to find it. He's like, "What you want it for?" I'm like, "I want to do music and schoolwork." I try to use schoolwork more. I want to check my grades and shit. Nah, but I was like, um, "Yeah, I want to do music." So he gave me the laptop, and it was a 2010 MacBook. So it was like, it weighed like three textbooks. It was real. Yeah, I still got one. It was actually yeah, it's it's heavy as hell, dude. Yeah. It broke on me in like six months, but. So he had gave that to me. It took me like two days to update this laptop because it was so old. It had the YouTube, it had the brown, um, like the brown television on yeah. it. It was real ancient. So I had updated it, and then like that twenty four dollar, I mean, that's like that twenty dollar mic my ex girlfriend had bought, I kept it, and it was just under my bed for years, like three years. So I finally pulled it out, and like I got Logic, and my, and then from there we just started working. Like my boy, he's a producer. He goes to SAE. You know what that's at? The SAE Institute. It, it's, it's in New York or Jersey? Yeah, it's in New York. Okay. It's like a um, like producer engineer school. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So one day I had one over his house, and this is when I was just finding out how to use the Mac and shit. So one day I went over his house, but it wasn't music related. It was like, I haven't seen you in six years, so we're about to chill. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and like we chopped it up a little bit, but then we got quiet. So I was like, you, you do music, right? And he turned around real quick. So he showed me all his music and shit. And then from that moment on, like that's what birthed all this. Like yeah. all this progression, like everything we done done. Like, everything we done did. So everyone was, like, generally supportive? Like, people came together? Did you have any, like, nah, kickback? Nah, it, it wasn't like that. It was, oh. like, my grandfather was, like, like you got to go to college. Like, yeah. you got to get yeah. a real job. Like, so that's what I was coming home to. Then I was leaving. Like, if I go to my boy's crib and record, it's, like, a whole bunch of frustration. Like, my yeah. song's not coming out the way I want it. Like, gotcha. I really had to work so hard. I probably went through 500, 600 songs to, yeah. like, dropping what I dropped today. Yeah. So it was like it was more like in the lab. Like I see it as like practice. Like when oh, you yeah. go like practice for like um like a sport or something. Mm-hmm. So it was like I just worked on like a bunch of songs with me and him and then like it kinda built up over time. Like I remember the biggest the the moment that really hit me the moment that really hit me was that I was in lunch with my boy and they had played I had just dropped this song with me and two other people and I mean, it was getting plays or whatever. Probably had like a thousand plays on SoundCloud. But my boy had walked up to me, and the girl behind us was like, he saw he saw the cover art from my song, and he was like, "Yo, she's listening to your song right now." I didn't know this girl from a canopy, so I was like, "You're gassing." So he turns around, he's like, "At that time, my name was Shaw Rice." He's like, "You know Shaw Rice?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm listening to the song right now." So after that, I was like, "All right, man, we're already listening to it." Yeah. But I deleted that song. That song's gone. But, <laughs> but at the time, was that like a, a like an? It was surreal. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like surreal. But like that's nothing. Like no. Nah. Yeah, now you're just yeah. Yeah. so but yeah. That's awesome, man. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we got, we got people coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so in the beginning, like you know, a lot of people who come to John and I um, are are at all different points of their journey. But whether they just started or they've been in it in a while, like like you said, like kickback or people saying, no, like you have to go to school or there's one singular way to do things to be successful, that comes out a lot. And that really affects people. Like they lose friends, they lose family because people just, you know, they're so... It's not It's not always from bad intentions. A lot of times it's just you want the best and you just see one singular way. But that psychs a lot of people out, I think. So um, 
really valuable feedback I think you could share with our followers and what we try to share when guests come on is like just how you combated that like was it motivational for you was it tough like you know trying to prove to people that you could do things your way mm-hmm. uh, one I love proving people wrong but that whole time was like frustration yeah. it was like it was it could be like you were saying like New York gets you high almost yeah like music is my high like music yeah. is my drug like it gets me higher than any other drug like so for that like there's nice when I was going to the studio and like I'd be in a bad mood make a song and be in a good mood or it could be vice versa yeah. where I'd be in a good mood go in the studio and make a good like a trash song and then like I'm in such a terrible mood I can't do this like this is harder than I thought uh, yeah. uh. so it's like it's a lot of fr- it's a lot more frustration but like the good moments are so like great that it's like it overweighs all that frustration like yeah. it seems like it's worth it yeah know? so that's awesome yeah. I, I think a lot of people think too that like you know, with Instagram, a lot of times it's just the highlights. So people yeah, see successful people highlight. and they just think it's easy. Mm-hmm. But when they hear from people, like, no, there was, like, tough times. Like, mm-hmm. there were times where I was, you know, working multiple jobs or I wasn't getting a lot of sleep or I was fighting with someone I cared about. Like, that's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. But I think, like like you said, like, knowing that it's going to be worth it and just, like, holding on to those good moments mm-hmm. and, like, figuring out what your vice is, like, for you, it's music, is, like, so important to get you through that. For sure. I think the family thing's the hardest thing too. That's yeah. kind of yeah, that's the worst because that's the hardest thing because you gotta you tell people go to sleep. Yeah, Which tell you? people that like you gotta see every single day and people yeah. that support you and everything. Like, hey, you know, I know how you grew up and how you think it's supposed to go, but I'm actually not gonna do it. Yeah, like, that's exactly that's exactly that's, how that's, it is. that's one of the biggest things you're gonna have to overcome is just entrepreneur, just someone's trying to do their own thing, like just going outside the box because people are like, no, 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 it's safe with you. you gotta mm. Get a job, get an education, it's mm. gonna be great. That, that's that's the hardest thing. And, it's, and you gotta like make someone believe you before you have anything it, tangible. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, only it's you crazy. know for sure. Yeah, you gotta prove it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I had to do for my grandfather. Like I had to prove him wrong all the time. That's why I felt at least like I don't know. It took him. So he heard all the trash songs. So you're saying like IG and SoundCloud is like, bro. Well, for me, SoundCloud is like a highlight reel. Yeah. So he heard all the trash songs. He heard all the bad songs. So he's like, he's coming off of that. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I just heard him like. Make three songs playing. They was all booty cheeks. Like, go get, go to college, get a job. <laughs> so I just, this is a bit happy, man. Have a backup yeah, plan. exactly. Like, make it the first plan. I always talk about backup plan. I'm like, I don't want a backup plan. plan. This is the only yeah. thing I want. Yeah. So like, backup plans isn't really like my. Yeah. No, I got you on that. Cause yeah. I'm a little torn between that, right? Cause some people like to have a backup plan, but then I feel if you have a backup plan, it kind of takes away from the main plan. Cause if you have a safety net, oh, for sure. you know, if you, if you go going out, that safety net like, becomes real attractive. Yeah. Tough time. I was gonna jump, but like yeah. if you got a safe net you're like I cannot fall like I'm not gonna <laughs> make it so like you know it's it depends on the person like plan B depends on the person like sure. I, I like not to have it I like to just this is it and that's it but some people you, need that you gonna go 10 times harder at that, that yeah. main goal like, like you got yourself. nothing else you're like yeah. this has gotta work that's yeah. it I got no options here exactly you're gonna make it by all means you're gonna make it happen for yourself. exactly so have people's you know now um, I want you to tell us a little more about like obviously your um What's happened since those tracks? Because, like, you said somebody was listening to your song that was crazy, but mm-hmm. what's it like now? And what was your first, you know, what was your first, like, big moment? How did that top itself? Like, take us a little bit through that journey. I still don't think I had, like, a crazy, crazy moment, but um, recently, like, a week ago, some kids popped up in my house. Oh, no, nah, the kids over the, over the summer, I had dropped this song, and, like, my whole neighborhood loved it. So they would come outside my window, like, six, seven kids with a speaker. Like, you know how, like, those romance movies? Where <laughs> like, like, be outside my, my window singing every lyric, just bumping it. And, like, that that was probably, like, the start of, like, 
the fan, I guess, like situation. So yeah. like that was the first crazy one. Like some kid, I had dropped shirts with Rebel, and some kid came over the other day, and I had gave him two shirts because Rebel gave me like ten shirts back. And I was like, I'm not about to wear all ten of these shirts. So yeah. <laughs> at the same time, time. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> so I had told him like, um, like y'all support my music so hard. Like I have nothing. Like I don't give anything to y'all except for my music like so I gave him the shirts and the kids started like he was wilding in my living room like you got rebel stickers too like it's 5,000 so I gave it to him and he sticker bombed everything um I get DMs every day like I got a DM this morning like um like I really I see potential in what you're doing like I really support your music um I had a I had a friend that I actually knew for a minute I told her I did music and she told me she listened to my music she didn't. So then I dropped the last tape, and she was like, "Like, like, my, you're serious." She's like, "I really like your music. Like, I really enjoyed this, like, this project." So it's like, it's not really proving people wrong anymore. It's like, like, showing them, like, showcasing what I could do, yeah. and like them taking it serious. Yeah. So those are like, those are all the big moments to me. Like yeah. every DM I get is a big moment to me. Like, That's awesome. like I don't take, I don't. I don't take the moments for granted. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That's so awesome. Everyone I see, I try to respond to. Like Anybody that comes up to me. I remember I, my grandfather saw it for the first time when I had went out and our car broke down. So we was like hopping all over our town and stuff. And everywhere I went, somebody knew me. So like that kind of like, it made him smile. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's dope. I can prove so to him. So it's like now. his mind and like certain people, they're starting to change as they yeah. see you. Like, that's yeah. awesome. It's dope. Like, I text him, and I'd be like, oh, I got another show, I got another show. He's like, all right, you start. He's seen it happen. He'd be trying to be on my side. Like, nah, I remember when you were yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, hang on, I didn't lose my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Don't try to kiss up now. Yeah, now you, you always kind of have that in your back pocket now. You can always kind of dole that out of you. Like, dang, you over. So it's so funny because, like, you know, we have listen to your music and follow you on Instagram, but we mm-hmm. first heard about you through Rebel. That's because, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, we're we good friends with Scott Christie. We've done a lot of work with him. I've known him for years. He's a fantastic creative. He does video work. Mm-hmm. He did some stuff for Rebel. We met them. We had them on the show, and they're fantastic. And, you know, everybody was raving about, you know, you and your music and mm-hmm. their, their belief in you and how you're up and coming and, mm-hmm. like, how they're 100% positive. They're like, this guy is passionate and amazing, and, mm-hmm. and he's going to make it. Um, so tell me, tell me about your experience with them. Like, how'd you meet Scott? How'd you meet um, How'd you meet uh, Rebel? And is that your first collab? Have you done any since? Um, yeah, Rebel was my first collab. So, um, whenever I try to get out to New York, that'd be my 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 networking. So I had I had met some people on Instagram. I didn't know my bad. About the table. But I had met some people on Instagram, and they let me come up to the studio in New York. Like I wasn't recording. I was just like sitting back, giving them feedback and stuff like that. So like that's my networking. But when I'm at home, what I do is like I try to find clothing lines, like local clothing lines. Yeah. Like hit them up. Like y'all trying to collab. Like so I had. It was a day where I was going through a whole bunch of clothing lines, like trying to hit them up, and a lot of people dubbed me. Like a lot of people dubbed me. Yeah. So Rebel was the first person to get back. Like my boy Wes, he's like somebody I've been rocking with for a few years now. He's like, yo, my next door neighbor, sister's father, son runs Rebel. And so, uncle's brother's cousins. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bet send me their, their Instagram. So he had sent me their Instagram, and like this is when they had probably like 50 followers. Like there wasn't nothing crazy. So I was like, I'm just trying to model. Like that's what I want to do. I don't want to just be an artist. Like 
because like you, like we're saying in the lobby, everybody's an artist now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like I want to stand out. Like nobody, people wait till they get put on and they start linking up with Gucci and like, nah, yeah. let's build something up from the ground. Yeah. Like we can make Rebel the new Gucci. Like, yeah. yeah. So I had linked up with them and then that same day I met Rebel. Not that same day, but like they had booked it for like a Sunday or something like that, where they wanted me to model some shirt. So we had booked it, and that's the day I met Scott Christie. And we had like, we just went in my the back of my complex is a big ass sand pit, and we went out there and we just probably got over 400, 500 shots, just all over the place. And it was just a dope experience. Yeah. And I've seen like the graphics that move and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, it that awesome. it was so dope. Yeah. That day yeah. was just like it motivated me. I needed that day. Yeah. I needed that like. Even if it didn't become what it was today, I needed that day period. Yeah. Because I was like, those was one of my times where I was in a rut. I was like, all right, I want to work on a project, but I don't got no songs for this project. Yeah. Like, I have songs, but, like, none of the songs I have I really like for this project. Like, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, the song I sent him, I ended up dropping. The song they used, not the song that's in that, that picture that moves, mm-hmm. but the promo video they did. That song ended up changing, like, 20 more times after that. Like, so I was just all over the place. Yeah. So that day was just, like... I don't know. Like, that was like I'm not a believer in religion, and like I was kind of questioning God around that point. Yeah. So like that moment, and like a few other moments after, I was like, all right, but there's a higher power. Yeah. Because like only someone could have like really like I don't know the right word, but I don't know. Just like the fate yeah. of all the yeah. finding it's each like, other and like yeah. like. When I was talking to Rebel, I was like, the most amazing part about it is, like, these three creatives came together, mm-hmm. and, like, they all got so much from it, because, mm-hmm. like, Rebel, obviously, they have you wearing their shirt, you have all the, these cool videos and graphics to put out, mm-hmm. and Scott has, you know, more material for him, and you all, like, helped yeah. each other get more content, we all, and it's, like, this amazing thing, like... That's, like, the cool thing about life, right? Like, if you think about any situation in life, and you try tracing it back, you're like, wow, everything had yeah. like, to be perfect, yeah, man. Exactly. If I didn't go to the store that day, exactly. I never would have met this person. We like, wouldn't be here. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have met you and followed you and like saw yeah. all your stuff and like Rebel might not have it's connected. Like, we might have connected with Rebel through Scott even. Like it's just crazy how it like. And I see stuff like that happening still. I just like smirk at it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that happened before because then I trace it back. I'm like, so someone hit me up about like say they want to do a shoot. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they told me about that, and then I'm like, oh, that person probably told me about that. And I'm just like. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is like God, God's plan. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's and then you do like a rebel interview or something like this, uh-huh. and then some one person listens to it and mm-hmm. they follow you, and then mm-hmm. that person like shares something, and it's exactly. just like you're like, yeah, whoa, like mm-hmm. just from like meeting with another passionate creative, like it's crazy. And surrounding it's like yourself a with those, effect. yeah, a hundred percent, and surrounding yourself with those kind of people too. Like, I truly believe like the people you surround yourself with are everything, right? Like, I I believe that a hundred percent. I was telling some kid the other day, um. RP to his father. His father just passed. Yeah. Now he's 17, 16. I'm like, it's sad, but you have to step up in the household. Like, his parents are illegal. I mean, his mom is at least. I'm like, you're the only legal person in the house. You're the only person that can get a job. You have to step up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, like, personally, like, I believe in you, but I'm not going to have someone that wants to self destruct around me. Yeah. Because that doesn't, if I'm not trying to help your situation, that makes me look bad. And if you're not trying to help your situation, like, I'm going to become what you are. I'm going to self destruct yeah. too. You're like, uh, there's a quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time exactly. with. Exactly. So like, someone has to be setting the example, right? Exactly. So, like, if you're in a room full of bums, like, if you're in a room full of four bums, you're the fifth bum. Exactly. If you're in a room full of four millionaires, you're the fifth millionaire. Yeah. Like, that's how I see it. At least you're trying to be, right? Yeah. Well, you're just in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm in the room. I was looking for the bathroom. Yeah, I was in the bathroom. Oh, that's amazing. I heard you got good toilet. Actually, I'm not going to answer. 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 I'
apologize six times. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm here. <laughs> now that I'm here. <laughs> but it's so true, and like that's that's a that's a thing I think people our age struggle with a lot because they're like, well, like especially like let's say you start with your journey and mm-hmm. you start getting successful. You know, some people around you don't change, and mm-hmm. you look at the people around you, and you're like, well, you know, this person, this person, this person. I'm not like that anymore or something. And then people are like, well, you know, people have come to us and been like, you know, I can't cut this person in my life. I've known them since high school. It's yeah. it's not really even, it's not about, it's not about cutting someone out of your life though. It's about like, there's a difference between like who you spend your time with every day and you're passionate with and you like really like, you know, you'll hit them up in a second. They're the person you call, they're the person you hang out with. You know, when you're together, it's going to be like productive. Mm-hmm. And the people you see once in a while because you miss them. Like there's, there's a difference between like people have different purposes in your life. You don't have to cut everyone out you've ever known, mm-hmm. but it's like you know who you should be spending like daily time with. For like, sure, you know I think it's more like outgrowing your circle. See, that's that's something I've always said, and it, it's the one thing that you don't realize you're gonna have to lose that you definitely lose, right? Yeah. Like there'll be people and friends and family in your life that have been there forever, and you the closest ever, and then. The second you start doing things differently or getting outside of that box, people want to stay there and they, they start looking at you differently. They feel some type of way about it. Yeah, and it's, they feel messed up about it or they just get weird and it just becomes awkward. And it's like, this is like my best friend forever, man. Like, that's one thing about like making it, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Like, you lose things you didn't think you were going to lose. And, and mm-hmm. close people that were with you forever are one of those things that you're like, shit, i never seen this coming. That's something that like you're never going to realize. Yeah. And you're like, damn. You need people who are going to grow with you. Yeah. And some people don't want to grow, and it's like, you at a certain point, you're like, well, I'm not going to grow if I stay there. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's very lonely at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hey, true. It's on the roof for so many people. It's, it's so, very lonely at the top. Not everybody yeah. can do it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, outgrowing people is like the weirdest situation. It's, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the hardest like, part. You don't know how to go about it sometimes. Yeah. It's like, but I'm now that I'm older, like, I've matured a lot over the last year. I'm so quick to distance myself because, like, I know how toxic somebody like a toxic person yeah toxic people yeah. ruin you man they, they, yeah. they, they could, and you could like pick it out easier as like that negativity just just eat you up yeah it, I believe in that whole like positive negative thing, yeah. like, and manifesting it like, yeah. so if, like manifest me manifesting negative energy is like standing around all that negative yeah, exactly. Exactly. you can't make a negative person positive you can try but if they're yeah. so like Drilled into their own head, you can't they're change. They're just people. so negative. They're just everything yeah. so like, ah, oh, duh. What I was stopped me? trying to change. Yeah. I stopped trying to. You change can't change people. Yeah. They are what they are, and that's it. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just if you hang around long enough, it just starts to infect you. No matter yeah. how strong you are, it just infect you on some level. It's just so, gonna be like. Oh, you need guy. people cheering you on. You need you need an audience of people who are supportive. Like it's like it's like having a diet. It's like anything else. Like treating your body well and being healthy. It's like you need healthy, positive people around you that believe in you. That believe in themselves too. Oh, if you have sure. people who don't believe in them, and you're constantly trying to build them up, then that's gonna pull you down too. You know. For sure. So you can't that. you can't like one thing I noticed is that my senior year I probably had like a ten people group chat full of other artists that I thought were serious. Now there's only three of us. Really. Yeah. So it's like, you if if you don't if they don't want it as bad as me, I can't have them around me. Exactly. Because like they're gonna half-ass certain things. Like yeah. They're not gonna. They drag you down. Yeah. So. Yeah. You so. can't make people want it, and if you want exactly. it, you have to go after it. You yeah. know. It's, I it's have like, to leave a lot of people behind, yeah. especially music. Like some people, so many people want things from me. They want At the end of the day, time, they want to show. They want to as negative as picture, like, as <laughs> negative as this sounds, and I say it all the time. At the end of the day, everyone just out for what they can get. I mean, there's good people. In this That's Don't get me wrong, but the fact of the matter is, everybody's out for what they can get. Man. They have their own personal yeah. agendas. Yeah, everyone does, man. And like, it's horrible to say because, like, you know, you gotta obviously have people around you, but like, 
you know, you keep people close but not too close, right? You just mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. It sucks. That's it. You can't you can't be on a journey and then people coming along and for the wrong reason. So mm-hmm. that's it. For sure. That's not easy. It's part of growing growing in any industry as an artist, as an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do, like growing is painful. Like mm-hmm. but growing pains. It's a thing, like yeah, yeah. literally a thing. Like I never even thought of that. Yeah. It's, a TV show, huh? it's literally a thing. It's like you need to go through some pain to grow. You shed some skin, you shed some, you know, habits Taste and blood. stuff, but it's like but you know, people could grow with you or get left behind. It's not, you know, once you, I think the most valuable lesson someone can learn is like realizing it has nothing to do with you and it's not your fault and all you could do is focus on your own lane, you know? Sure. So, um, so you told us a little bit before about like what music you were into growing up and like mm-hmm. who inspired you. Who do you listen to now? Like who are your, some of your biggest in- inspirations? Um, so I, I told you I grew up listening to reggae. Yeah. So that was like from one to five. And then from like five to ten, I was listening to whatever my grandfather put on. So it was, my grandfather would go from Gucci Mane to the Isley Brothers <laughs> in like five minutes. So it was like that was like the because my grandfather has nothing to do with music, so he's just like putting on what he likes to listen to. Yeah. So like most people that's into music or they like they like a specific person, they're gonna stay in that range. Yeah. But like my grandfather really went from like Sade, Isley Brothers, then he put on reggae, then he'd be listening to Rihanna's new project that came out two days ago, then he'd be listening to a project that came out in 1965. So yeah. it's like, he was so all over the place. And then once I found, found my own music, like I told you, I was listening to Kendrick, Tyler, and all yeah. that. But now I'm like, I listen to a lot less music than I used to. Because right. um, I'm really trying to work on like my music. Yeah. So it's really, it's if you listen to someone else's music you easily get influenced yeah, by it. Like, totally, you just yeah. hit the studio and you're gonna you're gonna record what you was listening to. So right now I'm like I I had a big Uzi phase, like Uzi play work party phase. Now I'm like I don't even know what I'm listening to. I'm listening to like Corey the Ray. Shout out Corey the Ray, she's from Jersey. She's like one of the hottest artists artists out of Jersey right now. But I listen to a lot of Corey the Ray, a lot of Corey the Ray. Um I gotta actually go through my phone to even like know what I'm listening to. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of Fuego Don. If y'all know who I'm listening to, I'm listening to myself like crazy. Yeah, I, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I listen to myself. So I got to it. I, that's what I make music for. Like, yeah, I make music for other people, but it's like I make music for myself. You have to be your own yeah. biggest fan. Like, yeah. you have to be. You have to believe in yourself more than anyone else. You have exactly. to love your music. If you don't, like, how are how do you expect other people to like it? Like, exactly. if you're doing it for like an empty purpose, people are gonna feel that. If you're like genuinely like. It, your heart is in it and you love it people are going to feel that and they're going to love it too you'll attract the right people for sure so that's awesome so who's been um both in music and not in music who who who've been like big inspirations to you um so this is crazy like i'm not even just saying this because the time just passed but mlk has been inspired me lately nice. like i want to stand for something like i don't want to just do music like i want to i want to be able to build a fan base off of music because it's like those are the most influential people. Yeah. Like musicians seem to be the most influential people. Yeah. So I want to be able to take that fan base and like go to politics, or, like like actually fix the world. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to be like, oh, I want to change the world, but like yeah. you gotta take small steps to work. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you're not gonna just messing up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I want to fix most of the things I had problems with growing up, like abuse and like bad situations where I didn't have any any money at all, like stuff like that. Yeah. But we could. 
it's so easy to change that. Like, if I built up a fan base of 100,000 people and I was like, yo, y'all donated a dollar, we already made a million dollars. Yeah. We already got 100,000 of it. It's crazy. So, the influence is crazy. Yeah, like it, so, it's like you're building a community. Mm-hmm, almost, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm like a cult following. Like, I don't want to build a cult, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. If I drink the juice, huh? Hang on. Drink this toilet water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are people though, like uh, there are people who I'm a fan of who, like, if they went out there and they put like put a good case and they're like, hey, please support me in this cause and donate just one dollar, hundred percent, I would do in two seconds. Like, it's just a dollar. I'd throw ten dollars, fifteen dollars. If they have enough fans who like really believe in them and are just so like mm-hmm. tied to them and have that connection with him, like you, you literally have a community. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. You have like this whole army behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great way to look people, at it. People can buy tickets. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the Mosey show. And yeah. I have people hit me up every day about Mosey ticket. That's thirty five dollars. Now if we put another thirty five towards some other shit. We could really change the world. We exactly. could do something. Yeah. You know? So that's really what I want to do. Cause that's like I always thought about it and like. I kind of distanced away from that, like, because music was, like, I was trying to find my way in music that I kind of distanced myself from that. Now I'm kind of, like, getting the ball rolling, like, even now I want to start doing stuff, you know? Yeah. That's an amazing reason to use your your audience. That's awesome, man. I definitely. I was literally going to ask you next, what are your short-term and long-term goals? So that's pretty much your long-term goal. Yeah. What is, like, right now, what are you trying to do just to play as many shows as possible, connect with other artists? That, like, my goals change every day. Like, I try to put, like, a week goal, but, like, I'll end up changing. Like, I don't even want to do that no more. Like, scratch that idea. So yeah. I just do, like, a daily goal. is like, get up before 12 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Before before so. yeah, but that's, um, my, my short-term goal would probably be, like, making a beautiful, like, body of work. Like, a beautiful yeah. project. Yeah. So, like, I'm probably going to give myself a year to do that. Because the last project I made, I made that in, like, two months. So I'm like, all right, man, if I really put a year's worth of time into something, like, like, I can only imagine what I can make. So, so um, everything you said, so I always ask this question, like, mm-hmm. what is your why? Like, why do you do what you do? What drives you? Like, what gets you up at 12 o'clock every day, whatever time you get up? Like, well, what keeps you going, right? Like, when times get rough, it's like, like 12, 30, like, shit, yeah, yeah. What drives me? What drives Shit, not being, like... I've I've come I've come from poverty I've come from like sit, like trash situations and I don't, I know that that's not going to get better by itself like yeah. I can't just wake up every morning like oh I'm gonna be a better person today. like those are things I gotta work on yeah. so like coming from all of that is like I don't want to go back from that yeah. I mean I don't want to go back to that so it's like really just having a better life like Nirvana that's really what it is Nirvana yeah. for me is like complete happiness that's what I want I that's just want to awesome. be happy so like. And music is the closest thing that makes me happy. Like, so. That's everything. Yeah. That's cool literally everything. Find your happiness and like... And everyone has their own definition, so there's no work. Right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly. the cool thing about it. Just try a million things, figure out what makes you happy, and find a way to make that your life. That's like the key to like living. Mm. I have uh, a Nirvana tat on me, just like, so I always remember that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, what can you say to like... You know, anyone listening to this show because it could be it could be a music artist, it could be somebody who has a great idea for an app or t-shirt company and a community like Rebel. Like somebody's listening, and they're like holding back on on starting. Mm. What um, can you say to them, like as far as following their dreams, and and then even specifically as an artist, like you know how to get out there. That's so hard because it's like everybody has their different reasons for not starting. Like yeah. I talked to someone the other day, he's like, "Oh, in three years, I'm gonna start doing music." I was like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Music be different. You're going to be still writing about the shit we talking about now. It's going different, but... Like, everybody has the... Talking to a lot of people that are just starting up, they all have their different reasons, but, like, like, what are you so scared of? Yeah. Like, that's what I would say. Like, what are you really scared of? What's stopping you? Just do it. So, I mean, nothing, like, nothing good comes from holding back. Like, you're going to try, you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot. I failed a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. Real bad, too. So, like, you got to find beauty in the struggle. Like, the come up is the most beautiful part to me. And I had to, like, fall in love with the come up for everything else to fall in place. Yeah. So, you know, I was stressing too hard about this. Like, why don't I have this? Why don't I got this? Like, why aren't they booking me for shows? Like, as soon as I stopped stressing about all that shit, there's a guy who blocked me because I hit him up so much about shows. He unblocked me, asked me to do a show. Like, no way. Yeah. That's a great comeback story. So, like, I'm just, yeah, right? right now, I'm just like, I, if I don't stress about it, it's going to come. If it's meant for me, it will come. Yeah. So, like, I just, I, I'm more about manifesting it. I wake up every morning and I manifest it. Like, I manifest my reality. Like, yeah, everything I want. Can't chase it. Not at all. Nah. And I love how, like, and you've, you've said this multiple times throughout the show, too, like, with collabs, with concerts, like, you message a few people, they said no, but eventually someone said yes. Yeah. So, like, I think persistency is something people fear, too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you might meet somebody who's like, well, I did start, but it didn't work. And it's like, no, it just didn't work once. Why don't you give, why don't you talk about your failure quote, there's no such thing as failing. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. think it's perfect, because I just no, think I just say that, um, so much. failure is... Failure is not permanent, it's only temporary until you quit, right? Mm-hmm. So until you quit, it's just an obstacle on the mm-hmm. road. It's not actually, you can't actually fail until you say, I'm done. And at that point, it becomes solid, it solidifies itself. So it's just another obstacle, right? Mm-hmm. Failure is just success in progress. That's mm-hmm. all it is. You have to fail in order to succeed. It's just trial and error and trial and error. But people get nervous, like, oh, I'm going to fail. Well, if you don't quit, you won't fail, right? Sure. You can't fail until you say, I'm done. And move on to something else. And then you failed at that. That's I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Hey, you're Jim, welcome. Jim Carrey, that, was a, that was a free one. I can trust you. Jim Carrey said something, too. He was talking about, I, I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said that his dad said something to him like, look, no matter what you do, there's a chance of failing, so you might as well fail at something you love. Like, you can go get a job somewhere right now, and it could be, you know, not your biggest love, but you could fail anyway, and you could hate it. Like, you could yeah. fail at something you hate, so you might as well fail at something you love doing. That's true. So, like, failing in, like, work right. or school and stuff like that, it really made me not like all those things I got, I got a quote I like, too. Um, <laughs> now we're just <laughs> Here we go. I got, I, got, I got a payment. this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have your premium. Yeah. When they, they asked when, no? <laughs> when they asked Edison about failing with the light bulb, he said, I didn't fail. I just found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. So it's like, oh, shit, there you go. I like to think of it like, a lot of people say, like, oh, I just took steps backwards. Like, I just like to think of it as side steps. And, like, you're going to take side steps and you just keep moving forward. You can't see anything as, like, a backward step. Like, I just see it as, like, trial and error, like you were saying. Like, just yeah. side steps. Just yeah. You keep moving forward. Success and progress. That's all and not is. every, like, any masterpiece you hear on the radio was not, that is not version one of that song. Not that long. is not even the first time that, that, that might not even be the first lineup of a band. That wasn't their first concert. Like, make the you song, just don't, like, there's yeah, so many things. You just noise. don't see, like, the years that they lived in, like, a friend's basement and, like, we're all sharing one room. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see when they couldn't pay rent and, like, everybody was saying that no. Like, you just don't see that. And mm-hmm. That's actually why we do this show. We just want to, like, we everyone we get in here, we're like, tell us everything. Like, it's not the standard, like, you know, so tell us what you have coming up and all the success. It's like, what was hard for you and how'd you get past it? Because mm-hmm. people need to hear that. If people don't hear that, like, too many people are going to give up. And that's just what we're trying to combat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. It makes us very sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's very upsetting. So why don't you why don't you talk about because we actually are running out of time? Why don't you talk about 
where people can find your music, where people can find you on social media, and then what you have coming up. You were telling us you had something really cool coming up. Um, you can follow me, Fuego Don, on SoundCloud, Thrax with two X's, O3 on Instagram. Um, I'm on all streaming services, Tidal, Spotify, Apple, Fuego Don. And March 29th, I'm opening up for Lil Mosey on the Starland Ballroom. That's, so that's awesome. That's why I'm really where yeah. can they get their tickets on the Starland? Me. Website? Get you? your tickets from me. Don't get your tickets awesome. from nobody else. Yeah. Get it from me. Yeah, <laughs> just DM me. They can just DM you. Awesome. Yeah. I'll probably be doing a giveaway with tickets. I will oh, be giveaway. Awesome. My last show, I gave away all the tickets for free. So that's awesome. Y'all stick around, interact with me. I like, I like giving out shit for free. That's awesome. Cool. Everybody likes free shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they like come for free. Yeah. So yeah, they should wait for the that's awesome. Thank so, you so much for coming. It's been a good time us today. I really appreciate you. Of course, no, we're, we're fans. Street, I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, make sure you leave those tickets at the front end. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're... Make <laughs> sure you wait out. You put the tickets on the table. Thank you very much. No, seriously. Like, they, like time is so valuable. And, like, I know, like, I see you're doing... Every time I go look at you, like, you're either live or you're posting a story yeah. or you're in another interview or you have something coming out. And, uh, obviously, like, you have so much going on and we're like you know so happy to have like a seat in that journey and and sure. you've been so responsive and cool too which like yeah. i was like i don't even know like even asking him i was like should i just dm him he seems busy once i saw that you guys did the interview like i made sure i answered that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you were so cool yeah. and, and, and we appreciate it so much and you know meeting you in person like has been even 10 times better for me because for you're sure. just such you. a kind person Thank and you're you genuinely so passionate and you're you're a true artist so uh that makes me so happy and uh, you know we we listen to you now and everybody else please follow along on his journey and sure. uh spread the word on his upcoming show follow him online follow me <laughs> thank you guys have thanks a guys have a good thank you thank you for having me again and guys as always please follow ben Marino law on facebook and instagram bold new york on facebook and bold.ny at instagram startup stories podcast to learn about new upcoming shows you can dm us there if you're interested in being a guest thank you so much for listening we appreciate you guys we'll see you soon